Okay, folks, and welcome to a whole new week of the How You Stay podcast. I'm not Boyd. I'm not AJ. <laughs> but together we are Boyd and AJ. Yes. And we will fix up the open on you this week. Yes, I thought we could. you Swedes on your toes. Obviously. I was looking into it and I was like looking into how many California listeners we have and how many St. Louis listeners we have. And I I have to say, I'm disappointed. St. Louis isn't holding up its way. Who would be from Chicago? Keith Borchers. I've been trying Former. to get Borchers interested. I don't think it's happening yet, but eventually we'll get that Chicago audience. Was he in the league when we started the podcast? Uh, he was not. No. No, he'd already left. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why. Like, I don't know how we drag him into it now. He's probably got a kid on the way. Like, he got married last year or the year before. Kid's born. Kid is born. Yeah, I don't remember his name. I, uh, Keith Jr., probably. Yeah, uh, KJ. Yeah, we'll have our uh, stats team dig into that. Keith, I'll learn your kid's name before you uh, come listen to the podcast, I promise. Okay. Well, right, well, let's get into the Week 9 recap, shall we? Yeah. Uh, why don't we start with my Metro, which was... Relatively boring because I beat Corey as I should have mm-hmm. to go to six and three, beat him by 22 points. And yeah, I don't think there was a slight chance that Michael Thomas would have like a 40 point game and potentially overtake me, but that did not happen. He actually underscored and only scored seven points. Yeah. So, I like my Rodgers to start off the week. DJ Dallas came through again. People that did not come through were people like Mark Andrews, you are hated by me. Henry Woods, you are also hated by me. Uh, are you the, the market defense. for a tight end now? Hmm? Andrews, are you the market for a tight end now? I mean, he's not been good. Yeah, he has not been good. But I will persevere. On the other side, the only two people who know it are McClellan and Drew Locke from Corey's team. Yep. Not a great performance. Corey falls to four and five. Uh, still tied for that last playoff spot. So we'll see what he does from here. Yeah, still not a seller. Uh, all right, well, let's keep on moving down the board. We have Laura's team, I believe, back-to-back wins now. Uh, takes down Ted Squad. Ted, uh, I believe, with the lowest scoring performance of the entire year, uh, with a 53. Uh, Laura beat him easily, 119 to 53. Double from Josh Allen. Uh, Ted only had two people in double digits. That's uh, not a winning combination. <sighs> Ted's team sucks. <laughs> what happened to this team? It had a real bad week. It's it's one of those teams we talked about. It's been up and down. Uh, you never really know whether he's going to score 50 or 150. Uh, and this was one of the 50-pointers. So uh, Ted also tied for that last playoff spot. So 
Uh, far from out of it. Uh, Laura pulls into a tie for the last playoff spot. And I don't know. Uh, are you a believer in Laura's team going forward? I would rather have Laura's team than Ted's team. Okay. Well, there you go. Meanwhile, uh, let's go to Christina versus Corey, or, uh, Eric. Christina, with another 150-point performance, uh, beat Eric handily, beat him by 53 points. Uh, Eric falls to four and five. Christina goes to six and three. Uh, Christina just keeps chugging along. And, it, you know, we talked about her team a little bit last week on the where we were right, where we were wrong. Uh, we were definitely wrong on that team, but I'm not certain that it's the best team in the league. And maybe we already knew that. Maybe we think Barrett's team's the best, but she's got question marks at running. You think Barrett's team's the best? I think yeah. not. Whose team do you think is the best? Excluding my team, sure. Barrett's team. Oh, you think your team is the best? Who's your second receiver? Do you need a second receiver? In this, <laughs> <laughs> Based on last year, no. No, you don't. I, I have Jameson Crowder. I picked up another receiver. It's fine. Okay. Henry Ruggs? Uh, Henry Ruggs in the doghouse? Is he somebody that you're now leaning on? <laughs> I have to lean on, yes. Yeah. Um... All right. Well, Christina did not need a flex position. She got a zero out of Justin Jackson, still manager 152. So she's got lots of ways to get to 150. So still one of the best. Teams. Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting because I do not trust Christina's running backs. No. And it'll, let's see like how often like Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen, and AJ Brown both go for over twenty points. So well, they're both good at football. So probably more often than not. Uh, moving on to your matchup versus uh-huh. Danny, another one fifty versus less than hundred matchup. Got my doors blown off by Danny Hat this week. Not one of my best performances. I followed up my eighty four last week with an eighty two this week. So. Uh, the funniest thing about your thing, the matchup, was the quarterback scores were opposite to what I thought they would be. I thought like Tua would struggle and get you like 10 or 12 points, and Tannehill's just going to chug along. He did face Chicago and get you only 13 points in a win for them. So he did what he had to do in real football. But you were no match for the. Uh, the 30-30 club that Denny is yeah. cemented in. Yeah. Uh, yeah with- good performance. 30 from each of his quarterbacks and 22 from Kelsey, 28 from DJ Baby Shark Jr. Uh, Danny's team, still feisty. You know, he's traded away a lot of his stars, but uh, it's possible that he has replaced them with other stars. It'll be very interesting to see what he does at the trade deadline. Uh, does he mortgage some 2021 budget to try to get his team over the top, or does he just kind of stick with what he's got and so see where it gets? What do you like? This is a good segue into what do you think of the trade that just went down? Right, where Danny did trade away Nick Mullins, and who else did he trade away, if anyone, for Devontae Parker and Lamar Jackson? 
Mahomes and Kelsey on buys. So he needs another quarterback this yeah. week. It seems like he couldn't trust Mullins, but Mullins put up 14 points in a loss. Like, I would have been happy with Mullins. Uh, yeah. Uh, it is actually 10 points. Uh, 14 was his projection. Oh, sorry. Let, I mean, let's give the full transcript of the trade. He essentially traded $17 for Lamar Jackson and Devontae Parker. Like, that was, it wasn't Mullins for those two. That would be ridiculous. Uh, no, he, Danny's already proven that he's going to be a buyer. You kind of, uh, buried the lead there, uh, or I buried the lead. But yeah, Danny making moves for this year, trading away 2021 budget to get that second potentially rockstar quarterback to go with Patrick Mahomes. So, he, uh, like you said, he needed somebody this week, but it is interesting that he's got Bridgewater as well. So, how big is the upgrade of Lamar Jackson over Teddy Bridgewater based on stats? Not an upgrade. And it's only on, for one week, right? Uh, n- no, I don't think it's only for one week. Like, would you no? Based on what you said, means that you won't start Bridgewater over uh, Jackson. And yeah, Bridgewater does have a buy in week thirteen. So Uh sure, that's two weeks that you're going to use Jackson for. Yeah, two out of four. What? Two out of the next four. Yeah, yeah, two out of the next four to get you into the playoffs. Well, let's let's assume for a moment that Danny's going to start Mahomes every single week, which he should. Yeah. Let's go into the playoff schedule, though. So Bridgewater has Denver, Green Bay, and Washington, who are decent, but no world beaters. Like, that's a pretty good schedule for a quarterback. And then you got Lamar Jackson, week 14, 15, 16. He's got Cleveland, Jacksonville, and the Giants. Also a favorable schedule. So... If you're looking at those two, I mean, Lamar Jackson obviously is the name. He was the MVP last year. But is he going to have a decision on it? Like, what if week 14, Bridgewater goes for 25, Jackson goes for 15? Does he flop him the next well, week? I mean, is he constantly going back and Jackson forth? doesn't have a great schedule, I believe. Oh, you don't think that's a good schedule? No, because you're leading Bridgewater's schedule, by the way. I read Bridgewater's schedule first, and... Then I read Jacksonville. What's Jacksonville? And Jacksonville Giants. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't I can hear you me. clicking fiercely to catch up. That's okay. Okay. But go, go ahead and trust me on this one. Uh, but whatever. It's good schedules for both of them. Um, yeah. No, it's obviously a, a shove the chips in kind of move. Um, maybe we should mention at this point that his trade partner was Corey, who is now trading away potentially his best quarterback for 2021 budget uh even though he's tied for the final playoff spot is this a signal that he's not going no because i think is he giving up out of it and it it's one of the from caller's perspective i see it as one of those things that if you have jackson in coy's position you have to start jackson and you may not want to start jackson as your second like as your offensive player I'm talking about like where Drew Locke is above Jackson, right? Yeah. And Stafford is maybe above Jackson, maybe not. But so you think you think you're definitely starting Drew Locke over Lamar Jackson? Yeah. Every week from here yeah. now. Interesting. 
Okay. Uh, let's move to our uh, second last matchup, which was Badger versus Bellet, Battle of the Bees. And uh, Badger comes through from nowhere and takes down Bellet. 146.9 to 137.7. A sneaky nine-point victory. Uh, everyone came yeah. through, but in particular, Dalvin Cook came through again for Badger. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of nine to 13-point performances, and then a 45 from Dalvin Cook. I mean, I believe when we previewed this after Thursday night, Devontae had just gone for 30 points on Barrett's team, and we are like, oh, give it to Barrett. She's got it. Yep. And she still had, you know, 23 from Breeze, 23 from Fuller, 20 from Cousins. But she was let down uh, by Corey Davis, zero points. Jared Cook, one point. And James Conner, three points. So that's four points I mean, it was, from three positions. So, yeah. Yeah. It was definitely, I mean, Barrett had the highest losing score, 146 to 137. And, like, uh, if you look at a kicker in defense, they scored her 23 points together as well so it wasn't like badger did any like you could offset cook versus Devonte and the kicker defense and go like that's a wash now no one else really performed for Barrett's team whereas everyone else performed on badger's team or at least met their expectations i should say she had three other 20 point performances Barrett did. I don't count Cousins and Breeze as performing. Like a quarterback to me, <laughs> as we were talking about on the podcast last week, has to score 34 points to perform. I uh, would okay. say, like, to be honest, if you want to say a quarterback outperformed, they have to score over 25 points. This is coming from the Rogers owner. This is coming from the guy who was not satisfied with 30 points. He needed 38 points in order to feel good about his quarterback's Of course. And I demand the best. Like I can tell you uh, from the other 11 league owners, go after yourself. <laughs> and yet, All I right. didn't get my let's... quarterback that I wanted this week. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move on. Uh, let's got, get on to the marquee match of the week, the Battle of the Andrews. Holtzclaw versus Lee. Uh, one of our favorites uh, every year. Sometimes they face each other twice, and then it gets messy. Uh, Holtzclaw pulling out another high point. So, uh, Holtzclaw is right in that Ted territory. Uh, you never know if he's going to score 80 or 180. Uh, he got a 164 this week. The funniest thing is I need to go back. We need to look at the – we need to get our stats guys on this. But mm-hmm. Holtzclaw has, like – the secret sauce on beating Fanny. Ever since that first yeah, matchup where Fanny got Fanny and Randy got Randy as their name, mm-hmm. Holtzclaw has had the edge. Yeah, it's almost like when I face you. <laughs> so, you know, like that one. Jim. It, anyway. Uh, it bears mentioning that Andrew did score or did start Calvin Ridley, who did not even play. So we got a zero out of that guy. Uh, still put up a 111, which is respectable. Uh, you know, not going to win you a ton of games uh, now that we have the OP in there, but um, ended up losing by 53 points. Wasn't particularly close. Uh, he did 
uh, fake Andrew have 20 point performances from his quarterback. He didn't start uh, his just determined... uh, new addition in Zeke. Did not start Zeke, no. Huh. There were injury concerns, uh, and Zeke would not have been his highest scoring player at any position short of OP. He got started in the OP slot, uh, but he also could have started Zach Moss in the OP slot. So uh, Zeke, not even good enough to start on the stack roster of fake Andrew. Um, but 20-point performances from Curtis Samuel, DK Metcalf, Russell Wilson, uh, just wasn't enough to stand up to Christian McCaffrey back in the lineup. Uh, for one game only, he's now again. back on the injured list. But it was a fine performance uh, for the Holtzclaw squad. All right, so that brings us nine weeks in. Uh, we have four weeks left of the regular season. Uh, and the standings are getting real close. Real glob together. The glob continues. Does it? Uh, we have... Yes, because... Nobody is better than six and three. Nobody's worse than three and six. The entire league is within three games, which means 10 people are tied or in a playoff spot. Okay. 10. So here's the division as I see it, right? And I'm doing it based on points four, which is basically you've got Christina, myself, and Barrett in the top tier. Danny is like hanging on by a fingernail into that top tier. Maybe he's going to slip off. Maybe he's going to climb up. Who knows? Is he is he like a 1B tier or is he? He's a 1B. Like he's in between okay. 1 and 2. And then like the second tier is yourself, uh, Fanny, and weirdly enough, Badger. Well, no, yourself and Fanny. I'll leave it at that. And like mm-hmm. those are the top six. And I okay. I would say here's my prediction. I'm not gonna say these are gonna be the six playoffs. I'll say at least four, if not five. Would you bet okay. me on four? That these four would be our playoffs teams. Well, uh you're talking about your "Quote unquote top." Yeah, tier, I'm talking about our like the top six that I'm talking about are going to be the top six. Uh, four out of the top six will be playoff teams. I think five out of those six will be the playoff teams. Yeah, and I think one team, one four and five team, uh, not Andrew Lee, uh, will sneak into the playoffs. A- Andrew's the one I think somehow misses out. I think his team is not trending in the correct direction. Uh, we'll see. I've been wrong quite a bit this but there's, uh, like, the one there's my, this. like, tier one, Danny, tier two, and then everyone else. Well, then there's, like, okay. tier four, three, and then there's tier four, which is Laura and Ted. All right, so are you saying that only four of the top six make it, or you're saying at least, at four, least four? At least four. Like, I think four out of the top six – Guaranteed to get in. I would. I was trying to get a bold bet out of you for going against yeah. him. It's possible that that's the most lukewarm take. You've ever <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to get our stats team on it. Because I'm not going to say six out of six because Danny, um, Danny's in at a, with a losing record. That would be a bold bet. 
that a losing local team gets in? No, because no, that the that the top six that all the top six currently are the same time. No, it's too tight. Like that's there's not even a game. I don't know if you knew this, but bold means there's not even a game gap. If there was a game gap, then yeah, but Fanny's only in on points, so okay. So do you think Fanny misses? I don't know if Fanny misses or Danny misses. What? Or I miss. Well, you just said you just said Danny makes. I'm no, no, no. I said five out of the six make it. I didn't say which five. Oh, okay. No one is guaranteed a playoff spot yet. The, uh, that's true. The, the, mathematically, uh, everybody has a chance to miss the playoffs. That is true. Uh, okay, well, should we take a look at the projected standings? Let's see what ESPN thinks about our league. And, uh, currently, and, uh, you know, obviously it's midweek and people have waiver moves to make, but we've got uh, Christina's team sitting in the one spot, Barrett's team in the two spot. We've got you sitting in the three spot. Danny, who has been sitting in kind of the eight, nine spot the last couple of weeks, uh, all of a sudden with his Lamar Jackson position, okay. back up to So four. this... Uh, this I, just changed because I don't know what you did, but you were sitting in the three spot oh, wow. up until like mm-hmm. 8 a.m., 9 a.m. this morning. And then you did something to make yourself fall back to the five spot. No, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> That's what happened. I'm pretty sure the Lamar Jackson trade was the one that flipped the Because I was in the four spot. Well, either which way, I am five and Andrew is six. So ESPN thinks top six continue to make the playoffs, which may or may not be a surprise. And Corey just misses out, which would be like everyone's dream. By the way, <laughs> do you like Corey? Do I? Yeah, I like Corey. Do I like trade Corey? Well, you know, that's to be determined. Uh, trade Corey has. Uh, a certain a uh, certain personality type which um, probably works with some people um, he and I have not made a ton of trades over the years and uh, I not necessarily because I dislike Corey but just because we maybe have different evaluations of players or different ways of uh, going about trades um, but you know, like uh, like talking. I like having Corey on the podcast. He's he's a great guest, great to talk fantasy with. That's <laughs> okay. That's what I'll say about that. Uh, okay. Well, let's move on to waivers. We had waivers hit this morning, and we had uh, some. Interesting developments. Uh, would you like to take us through some of So the, the biggest one was uh, six teams have finally discovered that quarterbacks is actually what makes you win in this league because it's a two-quarterback league. And six teams uh-huh. decided to bid on the starting quarterback for the Washington football team, Alex Smith. And unfortunately uh-huh. for me, 
Fanny won with a bid of $22, beating me by $1. Perfect bid. We have our first perfect bid of the year. I don't know. Was it perfect? I was trying to figure that out, which was what is the – where is it? I can't find it right now. Budget summary? I'm not sure what, what you're referring to. Oh, no, sure. so I didn't know what it was before, but it was basically if he bid $21, would he have beaten me because of like ah. uh, his ranking higher? And I think he would have because he's below me in the rankings. Uh, according to this, no, that's because he's all uh, one of the trades has already gone through and he's used that ranking. Anyway, uh, Duke Johnson was the other big one by uh, Summer Chloe. Well, should we mention real quick that Alex Smith was one with $22, and yet there was a $4 bid and a $5 bid for Alex Smith? Yeah. One of which was mine. Like, the question is, did I really think I was going to get Alex Smith for $4? No, I didn't. But kind of like early in the season, and I can't remember the player. I just want to make sure that he didn't go for... Do you know why? Well, there's two reasons why I bid $21. One reason was I thought other people would be as smart as me and Andrew and bid $20 because we have a weekly prize coming up for a quarterback who scores the most points, but their contract has to be above $20. $20 or above. Mm. Did you know that that actually is the fewest points for a quarterback whose contract is $20? Does it have to be in the starting lineup? Yes, it does. All uh, all uh, weekly challenges are starting lineup and less. Okay, okay, so... So you got to start Alex Smith over your boy Derek. Yeah, and I was looking at that and I was thinking... Oh, or I'm your daddy Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but the other one was, like, that's why. I bid like, and I was like thinking, okay, people are going to bid twenty dollars for him and tank with him. Maybe I'll go twenty one, but and decided to one up me and go twenty two. Yeah, well, I'll say this: the problem for me with bidding anymore was that I don't actually have an open spot on my roster, especially with Chubb coming back from IR. So it wasn't a guy I was going to be able to hold on to <laughs> anyway. So I didn't want to blow my whole budget just to play keep okay. away for a week. Uh, uh, yeah, Duke Johnson went for 11. Uh, there was one other bid on him uh, a week too late. Uh, the Johnson week was last week. I do believe Duke Johnson would have taken it for yes. a potential owner. Um, but uh, Deontay Johnson takes it last week. I think it was 11.6 uh, he scored, which uh, the only other Johnson in a starting lineup was David, who got hurt. I think he had 1.6. Um, other Johnsons available on the way wire, though. Uh, Carry on had an eight pointer. Oh, uh, you know, you pair them with another Johnson. The last bit of our weekly recap, um, talking about yeah. side bets. Did you have a side bet this week? I did not have yeah. a side bet this week. This was the first week that I've lost in which I did uh-huh. not make a side bet. So, uh, that's good because uh, now side bets back on. <laughs> Which is probably my favorite. What is it? I, uh, I cannot 
uh, reveal that at this time. The negotiations are still being made, but uh, Fake Andrew and I are working on the details oh, okay. of our side bet for this week. Um, I can reveal my side bet for this week with Barrett, which is uh, the loser has to buy the winner a holiday-themed beverage. So could be some, like, peach peppermint snaps. Could be a holiday mocha from Starbucks. Mocha. holiday mocha? Mocha. Mocha. Sorry, my Australian comes blue. (laughs) You call it a mocha in Australian? A mocha. Marco. Marco. Okay. Marco. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Uh, okay. Is that of the loser's choice or the winner's choice? Whenever I'm making bets, I make it that the loser gets to, loser has to buy. And so the loser gets a little bit of a say. I always like to put in the quotes like, don't be a, a fanny. And mm-hmm. Make it like a habanero, very spiced drink that no one's ever going to drink. Mm. Like, be a little bit respectful. Like, something that you would drink, maybe not the whole bottle of, but you would go, I'll have a shot of that. I'll try it out. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll all be interested to see. Uh, what that beverage of choice is. Uh, also, be interested to see what the cheese of choice was in the cheese bowl from uh, two weeks ago. All right. Well, uh, as we mentioned earlier, uh, the trade, I mean, really, trade season is on all the time. But trade season is really going to kick into high gear because uh, we've got the trade deadline coming up next Thursday at midnight, Thursday the 19th at midnight. Uh, last day, last hour, last minute to complete all your trades. So we'll do a bit of a trade deadline preview next week, assuming that there isn't a whole lot of trades to talk about already, which there very well could be. Uh, But we did want to get that out there. Uh, It'll be very interesting to see who the buyers are and who the sellers are. Uh, As I have surmised uh, all season uh, with how close the league has been, I don't really know who the sellers are and who the buyers are. I mean, I kind of know who the buyers are, but will there be that team that just has a fire sale? like you and Danny did last year? I don't know. Like, fire sales are fun. I definitely think there's three or four candidates for fire sales. Mm-hmm. And not to stoke the fire, stoke the coals, or anything. But I think, like, Badger, Holtzclaw, and Lord, supreme candidates for fire sales. Yeah. Wow. Now, Holt's Claw is the interesting one where it's like, do you get rid of Dale Kennelly? Because he's a $36 keeper next year. Let's see. Law's um, not going to get rid of Josh Allen, but I think everyone else is on the books. But for sale. Mm-hmm. So let's see how it goes. Uh, let's move into New Little Corner. Well, let's hold on. I think this is the perfect opportunity to talk about Badger while she is a prime candidate to be a fire sale uh, team. She's definitely not selling Dalvin Cook. 
she comes in comes in hot with probably the burn of the year probably the burn of the league history with this i don't know is it a gift did she come up with a gif of herself saying dalvin cook not for sale it's fantastic for the league members gotta go check it out if you haven't already for those that are not in the whatsapp chat uh we'll probably post it to our twitter page at uh how you say podcast.com at how you say podcast yeah what i said okay all right anyway yes let's move on to new rule corner aj what do you got for us this week so this week is a new rule that like we could add on to it it wouldn't really change the dynamics of the main part of the league which is winning the championship but it's adding another twist Adding a little bit more gambling, a little bit more excitement, just like we have with the weekly players, right? We don't need to have a weekly players. We could basically say, oh, we're not going to do a weekly players. That means that's like 130 bucks back into the coffers of everyone to reduce the fee. But we want that excitement every week. And that's why we say, and I feel like the weekly prizes this year have uh, lacked the excitement and intrigue, uh, perhaps as prior years did. So yeah, because it was Corey. Corey chose all the weekly prizes <laughs> and what they would be, and they kind of sucked. Um, so, okay, so what's your big idea here? An idea would be a longer-running pool-slash-bet-slash-pot. So... How often does a receiver get 200 receiving yards? How often does a running back get 200 rushing yards? Not that often, but often enough. Like, did Dalvin Cook just get 200 uh, rushing yards last week? I think he did. Um, Henry had it a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. That would be a bad deal. Because that means like Del- the Delvin Cook owner would have only got that pot for building up for like four weeks, whereas Henley may have built it up for the Henley owner may have got it built up for over like twelve weeks. Yeah. All right. So th- tell us, th- give us some details. How does this work? So how it works is, as part of your weekly, as part of your yearly buy-in fees, some of your yearly buy-in. So it's a dollar per week per pot, and let's say we have like four. Four or five pots going. One for each of the, the big sk- game pots. Yeah, big game pots. One for each of the skill positions. Maybe not tight end because I don't care about tight end. But it's like we have a pot for the receivers, which is two hundred receiving yards. We have a pot for rushing uh, for the running backs, which is two hundred rushing yards. We have a pot for the quarterbacks, which is five hundred passing yards. These are stats that players will put up on a yearly basis maybe once well how about a kicker pot what's the kicker pot and for Boyd, we'll have a pot for six field goals which is eight field goals in a game i don't know a 60 yard field goal i would say over 50 yards 55 yards so 55 yards does not count well okay but 56 to 59 yard field goals get hit with more regularity i I think either a 60 yard or you know you're saying a big game like that's a single play sure maybe five or six field goals whatever anyway so you you need to do the research 
on that point. I've done my research on these guys. Because I love kickers. And, like, another one to include, like, tight ends are included because, like, 200 receiving yards, hey, a tight end could get that. I'm pretty sure George Kittle got 240 receiving yards in one game last year. Um, And then another one could be, to include all of them, would be, like, 250 scrimmage yards. So... How the premise works is it's a little bit like skins where everyone puts in a dollar. If no one wins this week, it um, adds on and flows into the next week. So let's say everyone put in a dollar at the start of the year for 200 receiving yards. No one got it week one. No one got it week two. No one got it week three. So by week four, the pot is $48 for the win instead of just 12 because there's 12 teams in the league. And yeah. so if it goes a whole year, now you're looking at $120 for the win. So now you come to draft season and you've got some of these big bot, big pots which are unclaimed. Maybe your draft strategy changes a little bit. Maybe you draft a Ben Loftusberger over a Justin Herbert because Loftusberger does throw for 500 yards. But... Mm-hmm doesn't get as many points, isn't as consistent as adjustment over is this year. Yeah. So I like it. Something to think about. Uh, the way I'll That's potentially is your best idea, yeah. If we did it for like say the four pots, not including kickers, but it would be another fifty dollars per person buy-in, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. But Maybe we reduce it to like fifty cents, so it becomes like twenty five dollar buy. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. It, you know, it's six dollars if you win in a week in which it just hit the week before. But if it just hit the week before, then how special is it? Yeah. So in theory, that will continue to build. I love it. Uh, let me throw one more at you, which is kind of on that same premise, and this is the bad beat pot. So every week, each team puts in a dollar. And you win if you have the second highest score in the league and you win up against the high score. So that probably doesn't happen very often. I, we can go back and check to see if it's happened this year. Uh, but, you know, you go all year and maybe, you know, it, it guards for that guy that had that really good week. I think maybe week one, Danny had second high score and you had high score. So Danny would actually collect, you know, $12 or whatever it was. Or six dollars. Oh, uh, or having that really good score, but he didn't get the win. So that's his kind of. So here's another thing, which is what we would have to institute in rules. But it meant that like people are less likely to leave the league because let's say it's been a whole year and no one's oh. on these pots. There's like two hundred and forty dollars yeah. there for like two pots which haven't been won. Are you going to quit mm-hmm. the league? You've already put in the money. Right? Yeah. It, like if you've got Derrick Henry on your roster and you're like, ah, I don't know if I want to sign up again, but you know, that 200 yard rushing pot hasn't hit all year. Like, oh boy, I went 500 bucks with one week from Derrick Henry. Uh, yeah. Maybe we have fewer people leaving the league to go start families in Chicago or, you know, whatever. Else. <laughs> okay. Let's get into our weekly previews. Weekly previews. Where do you want to start? 
Uh, we can start with my matchup. Sounds good. I feel this should have been the marquee matchup, but the producers <laughs> overruled me. Yes. Is this because I don't pick my marquee matchup? If, is this because I don't pick my matchup? Uh, that might have had something to do with it. We'll have to talk to producers. But yes, it's very boring when you are in the marquee matchup. Uh, I will also mention this. Uh, the producers probably also noticed that you had Tyree Kill on by, and you're now forced to start Henry Ruggs and freshly picked up off the waiver wire Jalen Rager as your two receivers. I will say uh, James that James have something to do with. That's my one receiver too. Sure. Uh, you're currently projected to lose by 39 points. So even Let's though just land it to 40. <laughs> Look, we've got Barrett's team, who we both think highly of. One of us thinks it's the best team in the league. One of us doesn't. And your team, who is actually the best team in the league, or like best team in the Robinsons division, at least. And so one of us thinks like it's the best team in the league, and one of us doesn't. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, I, you know, not the marquee matchup, so we're not going to get uh, too deep into this. Uh, Barrett essentially has her full starting lineup going. Uh, and as we mentioned, you are missing Tyreek Hill and Jameson Crowder, who uh, you mentioned is probably your number two receiver right now. Do you need a receiver? Are you going to be active uh, during the trade deadline trying to acquire? A so I'm also missing Chris Carlson. I'm also missing uh, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, yes. But not top. <laughs> Uh, the current roster you have assembled is averaging 110 points a week, and Barrett's roster is averaging 152 points a week. I don't know that I need to say anything else. I'm going Barrett here. Okay. All right. Uh, well, why don't we follow that up with the other host matchup, uh, myself against Andrew Lee. As I mentioned, juicy side bet coming. Uh, details to be revealed later. Uh, we By the way, I will say that Barrett was not willing to give me any points. On this bet, why would you? I? It's fantasy football. I was like, no, like in a, in the side bet, I was like, hey, you're gonna beat me by forty points. Give me some points, like give me ten. Like I asked him for twenty points. Like, I think I just heard you uh, pick Barrett in your own matchup. Can we get that uh, locked? No, in? I believe nope. My producers are saying, yep. Uh, AJ officially picked Barrett in that matchup. Which I, I don't hear you. I am not picking I mean, you can just concede right here on the podcast. Okay. We know that the podcast is by So me. your matchup is a little bit tighter. But you uh, are a missing a kicker. Uh, yes. So give yourself Are you willing to points? give me the edge in projections? Hmm? Are you willing to give me the edge in projections? Yes. You? I'm giving you 20 points, right? So you should easily beat uh, Fanny. Oh, you're picking me this No, time. like, isn't that what you say? You say, like, kickers count for, like, 20 points there? Uh, uh, no, I usually say kickers uh, count for between four and five oh, points, oh, it's which not is what they're projected for. So I would have a projected advantage of four to five points, depending on which kicker I go with. Okay. All right, who are you picking in this matchup? Uh, I'll pick you. Yeah, I'll pick you. You sounded like you really wanted to pick I do. I like chaos. And I want you to not be leading that shooting division. I believe we have more six and three teams than you do. 
Does that uh, factor into your calculations? No, I'll pick you. Okay. Uh, I'm also picking myself to nobody's surprise. Um, I will mention that last week was the least confident I was in my team last week, although I did still think I was going to win. This week, definitely more confident. Looks like I'm going to get Nick Chubb back from the IR. Uh, My team is rounding into form. Uh, We'll see if uh, we decide to make any moves at the trade deadline, but uh, feeling pretty good about the roster I've assembled. So, Boso Buzzsaw keeps on. So, from one Andrew to another, let's go to uh, Randy versus Badger. A loser leaves town, Badger. I'm calling (laughs) these all. Hold on. I believe we have already eliminated Holtz Claw because he last lost the last loser leaves town match. Yeah. Maybe we could call this a potential toilet bowl preview. Uh, no, because <sighs> I'll I'll say this: I do not believe they are the two worst teams in the league, uh, but they are last place. Yes, last place. and uh, Badger needs to start. Either uh, Garrett Gilbert or Joe Flacco as a quarterback. She's still carrying three defenses. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm now taking a closer look at this. Um, so Badger has seven people on bye this week, uh, plus another couple that are hurt. Uh, Roethlisberger may end up coming back. Uh, that COVID is not supposed to – like, he doesn't have COVID. He just has – close contact so he could potentially clear and start for her uh so i feel better about her fielding a full lineup holtzclaw on the other hand uh no matt ryan he's on by uh doesn't currently have oh he does have a defense on this roster he's got vikings defense um christian mccaffrey is not likely to play, so it looks like he's going to go back to the JD McKissick well this week. Uh, so 10 points there, 17 points, so he'll be up to 100 points with... Mm-hmm. Potentially. It looks like he's going to go with a four-receiver set here. I think Fulgham finds his way. Yeah, so another 12. So 30. He'll be uh, at 110. Yeah. Okay. I'm taking Badger. I... I will take Holtzclaw. Will you now? All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go with Corey against Laura. Laura on a bit of a heater. Two-game win streak. Uh, Corey has lost two in a row. This is a troubling one. I want Corey to lose, but I want Laura to sell as well. Hmm. Like, I want both of them to lose. Could they both tie? Would that be, like, the best thing? A tie is possible. They have to get uh, the same number, or they got to tie on passing yards as well, which comes down to the second decimal point. Uh, Laura is missing Julio Jones. Yeah, but Woods will tie. CD Lamb also on by. Yeah, so Woods will come in. So she'll be at 113. Uh, versus 125. A little closer. Mm-hmm. Um, give me give me Corey on this one. Hmm. I think I'm also going to take Corey this week. I think he gets to 5-5. Five and five. I think he uh, kind of reverses course. 
starts trading away that money he just got to make a push for it and uh, still misses the playoffs. That's that's my prediction. As I said, probably finishing seventh okay. is everyone's prediction. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to four and five Ted Stone versus four and five uh, Eric uh, from yep. Nashville. And they are both tied for a playoff spot, uh, but both on the outside looking in currently. Uh, Ted, as you mentioned, may have the worst team in the league. I don't know that I agree with that. Uh, and Eric's, okay. in, this is, Eric's in an interesting position. No, no, no. I was just going to say, other than his two wide receivers, flee. Like, I'll consider Tyler Boyd. Who else would you want on his team? Oh. Uh, well, I'll throw Antonio Brown in there. So I'm going to add a fourth receiver. I'm going to add Antonio Gibson in there. Uh, he's the yeah. number 15 ranked running back. Unquestioned uh, leader in touches on that team. Last week, notwithstanding. And uh, I can throw Tom Brady in there. So I think he's got uh, more talent than you're giving him credit for. He hasn't got much else. Like, whereas on Eric's team, you want Deshaun Watson. You'll want David Montgomery. You want Jonathan Taylor. You want Theon. You want Robinson. You want Dwelly. You want, like, Chris Godwin. Wentz, yeah, sure. Like, if he was on... You want Ross Dwelly? Hold on. Give me your Ross Dwelly take real quick. Tell me why he's somebody that people want. Because he's he's replacing Kittle. He's he's got a yeah, and he's replacing Kittle. (laughs) Okay, he's not sure. Okay, ignoring Dwelly, and he also has Jordan. Ignoring ignoring Dwelly, you basically want everyone but Dwelly and Wentz. I'm not. I'm not going to give you Montgomery and Taylor. I think he needs running back upgrades if he's going to make a push for the hey, playoffs. Wait, but wait, I think, I think bullshit, bullshit. What is Gibson's length? What is Montgomery's length? Fourteen. And you said you wanted Gibson, and you don't yeah. want Montgomery. Okay, that's correct. I'm sorry. Do you just look at the ranks? Is that how you go about your fantasy football career? Is you just you look at the ranks and you see who's ranked higher and you go with that guy? Okay. Gibson's last three weeks. 7.5, 20, 10. Oh, yeah, the 20-pointer. Oh, double digits, two of the last three weeks? Okay. Montgomery's last three weeks. I have not looked at these. 9, 11, and Sure. 10. And so I'm going to say Montgomery is as good as Gibson. Yeah, but you also didn't want I don't really want Montgomery. But when you brought in Gibson, I'm going to take Montgomery. You just said on the podcast, we can rewind. No, you brought in Gibson. I'm like, okay, okay, Gibson's your line. I'm going to take Montgomery. Mm, Okay. Uh, I like Gibson to score more points over the rest of the season than David Montgomery. Are you willing to make a bold bet? I'll take that. Make it a bold bet. All right. We've talked long and hard about this matchup. Give me Eric. I'll <laughs> that. Yeah. Eric, obviously. You're all sticking Eric. Perfect. All right. 
Let's get to the marquee matchup of the week. We've wasted a lot of time on these other non-marquee matchups. That just means this isn't the marquee matchup. This is the marquee matchup. We've got first place in, I believe, the entire league. Yes, Yes, she does. Okay. And then we've got second place in your division, uh, Danny Happ, who just made a trade for Lamar Jackson. Uh, You know, he's got an interesting team. He kind of tore it all down, built it back up. We'll see where he goes from here. Um, Looking over the projections here, Christina, uh, I do believe she listens to the podcast because she insists on leaving at least one position. She's only left one position open so far so uh thank you let's give her eight points uh, so she's gonna have a 18 point lead in projections uh 133 to 115 and so let's break it down with the two quarterbacks uh christina has molly and herbert versus jackson and bridgewater and christina has the edge here Mm -hmm. Uh, Christina does have the edge. Uh, they have performed better over the season. I like their uh, scoring to continue, uh, especially in this week. I don't think any, any of those matchups are particularly tough, although Miami has been playing some pretty good defense lately, and Buffalo supposedly has a good defense. But, yeah, I'll take Christina's quarterback. So on the running back side, which is the weakest side in this matchup, you've got Longo Jones. And Jeff McKinnon for Christina versus Chase Edmonds and Kenjin Drake for Danny. Yep. Both Arizona running backs. I will be surprised. Very exciting. If they score their projected 24 points together. I would also be. Uh, especially going up against Buffalo. Like, so I will give it to Christina, even though I don't like any of these running backs. Chase Edmonds would be probably the only running back I like. Mm, okay. I'm going to go with Danny's. So you're saying Danny's running backs aren't going to score 24 points. They're going to score less than 24 points. But Christina's running yeah. And they'll still be the highest scoring running backs. Yep. Look, okay. I will take that right? bet. Oh. Double. Sorry, Coleman. Coleman's doubtful. All right, hold on. What? What? Are you just giving me Christina's running backs, or you're saying they score more and it's less? I'm saying they score more than Danny's running backs. Okay. Yeah. You like Christina's running backs over Danny's? Perfect. Put it on the bold bet. Second bet of the episode. Second bet of the. It's a good one. Let's let's keep going. Let's see. All right, so receivers. Uh, we got A.J. Brown and Keenan Allen on Christina's side, and T. Higgins, D.J. Chark Jr. What? On Why is this side. a marquee matchup? No, starting... <laughs> oh, because they're two really good teams. Go ahead. What, what else? <laughs> Lineups of shit. We've got projections of 130 and 115. Are there two closer projections outside of I, I, Andrew and I could have been. Do you want to go back to Andrew and I and see if we can make that the marquee matchup? So T. Higgins and DJ Chuck 
Uh, T. Higgins against Pittsburgh, I don't like. <laughs> uh, Tuck, uh, I feel like you've been you've been a little aggressive this podcast, uh, knowing that you did not make the marquee matchup. You're really hoping to be the marquee matchup. It was the same record as these two. It's one in, one versus two and one versus two. You realize that, right? What? Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. What would you rather do, win the championship or be the Week 10 marquee matchup? Because it sounds like you'd rather be the Week 10 marquee I'm going to lose this week. Like, I'm winning this week. You are already conceding, and yet you want to be Yeah, because I still won't pick better. I have more. Mm, okay. If you were in my if you were in my position, and this is why it would be yeah. such a good marquee matchup, because I could ask you this question, which is, if you were projected to lose by 40 points, would you pick yourself? Uh, probably. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was in that position last year against Corey. Uh, I did not win that week, even though I did But this is why I don't yeah. pick myself. What? Your picks are just as bad as mine. Right? You're allowed to pick whoever no, you want you... in your match. Nothing says... I have decided that I'm going to pick myself every single week, but you don't have to make that same decision. All right. Let's get back to uh, the producer-designated marquee matchup of the week. Higgins and Chark against Keenan okay. Allen, A.J. Brown. I like Christina's receivers. You don't think they can score 20 points again in the same week this season. I think they do. Karen, no, got the no. Best I've bet two already. Oh. I needed to keep some oh, chips okay. for next week. Uh, I agree with you. I think uh, Blount... Actually, no, I will make that bet again. I will make this bet. They do not... They both have to score. So what you're betting is they both will score 20 points, right? Or more. What I just said is they will both score 20 points in the same week again this season. Oh, I'm just looking at this week. Oh, okay. I will bet you that they both don't score 20 points this week. Do I get no. of them to score 20? You think you're trying to say they yeah. both don't score 20? Mm, okay. Uh, I will not take that one. I will keep my chips. Uh, okay. So I agree with you. So that, that's, that's a little too much. Uh, Chris receivers over T. Higgins and Chark. Uh, both Higgins and Chark are boom bust versus. Uh, Brown and Allen are more reliable. We'll get the workload. To tight end, we have Waller versus Fan. Two former, uh, two former members of the, uh, the Down Under Balls. Last year, they were both members of the Down Under Balls. <laughs> That's fantastic. But should we mention that uh, both Jarek McKinnon and A.J. Brown were members of the Bozo squad last year? And Herbert. Herbert used to be on my squad this year. A lot of, a lot of former host owners. Okay, I will take Waller. Uh, I okay. will also take Waller. Uh, Flex, we've got Devontae Parker, recently acquired for Danny's team, and we're going to have to take a shot in the dark here. I'm going to say I say... I'm okay. going to say Chanel. A prediction here that she starts the viscous Chanel. 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 
I, I see you've uh, gone to school on LaVisca Chenault Jr. All right. I think she goes Damien Harris. No. Hold that board. All right. Uh, I like Parker over either of those. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, defense kicker. Mildly interesting. We've got the number three defense for Danny, the number four defense for Yeah, Christina. and we had the number one kicker for Christina up until he last week scored a negative how much? Ooh, I clicked the wrong thing. Hmm. Hey. Uh, yeah, I, I like Blankenship's <laughs> name. So I'm going to give Christina the... Okay, so who do you have? Uh, I'm gonna take I will also take Christina. Alrighty then. See, that was a lovely marquee matchup. I'm <laughs> glad we were able to make it all the way through. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll do a season standings update next week uh, for our picks. Uh, weekly prize this week, Tom, Dick, and Harry. Uh, we kind of teased it last week a little bit. Any player that has something closely resembling Tom, Dick, or Harry, Thomas, Richard, Harrison Butker uh, would have worked if you weren't on by this week. So reduces a little bit of intrigue there. But, you know, Tom Brady, Michael Thomas, uh, maybe Jalen Richard finds his way into starting night. You know, we'll see what happens. Uh, but that is the weekly prize. nine ninety nine to most points with a is Tom, it, Dick, or Harry. I believe I it's a single one. Maybe next year we can do the Be Like Mike. Is it, is it the single point? It's not total points. It's most points scored by players with those names. It's the most points by a but player. Anyway. A player named. Most yeah. points by one player. No. Not, you can't combine them. Okay. Whereas the money ball was most points by players. Gotcha. So you could increase your odds by starting more of them, but you can't. So uh, basically, combine the Michael Thomas and Tom Blady are the clubhouse leaders right now, even though they haven't mm-hmm. started. <laughs> Is there a Richards? Isn't there a, there's a Garrett Richards? Oh, he's a pitcher. Hey. Harris, Damien Harris? Maybe maybe that's where Damien Harris finds his way into the lineup. As Christina says, I'm playing for that 9 Harris? Is that how he... I don't know. Yeah, that's close okay. enough. I'd give it to her. But but I was thinking, uh, maybe next year we can do the Be Like Mike. Uh, all Michaels and all Jordans. Uh, we could see who scores the most points. You know, let's, let's just keep going. Most boys. Oh, what about this? Most players... That share a name with somebody that's in the league. All Ted's, all AJ's, all AJ's. There's so many AJ's. Green, Brown, Jenkins. No, he's out yeah. of You've got Tyler Boyd, Boyd as your one and only. Yeah. Corey Davis. Mm-hmm. Double points. Double points if you own the player with your name. Well, Corey Davis, Corey, there's another Corey. Clement. Uh, Corey Clement. Uh-huh. We will allow Christine Michael. Might be out the NFL. Sure. Andrew (laughs) Luck? Oh, no, he's retired. Uh, 
Mark Ooh. Andrews. Yeah. Okay. That would. That's a good. That's a good name one. Yeah. That's a good one. That's what we should have done, or that's what we'll do next year. Always okay. The future. Uh, we have no other updates because we can't be bothered this week. Um, so I think that's it for this week. Tumultuous, aggression-filled podcast. Boyd has just shot himself in the foot. Um, <laughs> with a crossbow, was it? Okay. Uh, no, that was a shotgun sound. That, that was that was the sound of the weapons being brought out this week. But you know what? This podcast is still money. All right. On that note, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll have more of your favorite banter next week. Take care. Bye for now.